Welcome back to Hitcher Fireplace and Patio High School Sports Weekly. I'm Bob Adams. I'm Randy Fudge. And Randy, why don't you tell us a little bit about the uh, two guests you found for us tonight? Okay, well, I have to go back in my past for these two guys, but uh, sitting right next to me, you can't see him, is Steve Zerker. And Steve, for a long time, uh, was an employee at Zerker Tire. And uh, back a few years before that, had a son named Jeff who played basketball for South Adams and went on to play football at the University of Kentucky. And uh, farther back than that, Steve played at Wallace High School, and he's going to tell us a little bit about that. The other guy sitting over here to my right, you can't see him again, is Jason Arnold. Jason is the athletic director at South Adams, and before that went to Ball State and played a little bit of football. And before that went to Adams Central and played football, and uh, he was a great receiver, but uh, I almost ruined him. I was his seventh-grade coach, and he was a, he was a lineman for me. <laughs> <laughs> so those are our guests. Okay, and we'll get to them here in a little bit just as soon as we look at what happened this past week, and basically it was all boys basketball. Last Wednesday night, uh, Lures beat Norwell 47-43. Uh, Friday night, boys basketball, Adam Central beat Lake w- Lakewood Park 59-50. It was Belmont beating Jay County 38-32. Southwood over Bluffton 62-52. Homestead beat Norwell 57-52. Eastbrook beat South Adams 58-46. Randolph Southern, Southern over Southern Wells, 67-63. Tuesday night in the sectional, uh, first the Belmont sectional, Nor- Norwell beat Miss Sinewall, 60-40. Eastside sectional was Cherubusco over South Adams, 58-47. And uh, send out some kudos to the South Adams team. They actually led there uh, late in the third quarter. I, I think uh, Cherubusco hit a shot right at the uh, buzzer there to give Busco the lead. And then they went in the deep freeze and uh – Justin Paul is a great ball handler. I think his first name is Justin. Jackson, Jackson, Jackson. Paul, thank you. And uh, they just kind of kept the clock moving and the ball moving, and uh, eventually Southampton had to foul, and the game was over. Southern Wells at the Westall sectional beat Anderson Prep Academy 74-50, to and that was the uh, week that was in high school sports pretty much. And uh, I think we'll wait till next week and we'll award two weeks' worth of uh, our uh, – Players of the week. Well, you won't be here next week, so. Oh, that's right. You'll have to do it. You'll have to do it. Okay. Uh, we'll take a quick break. Come back with our two guests right after this. Your sight is precious. Your eye care professional invaluable. Dr. Alan Harshman's Adams County Vision Center is conveniently located at 815 South 13th Street at Indicator. Dr. Harshman's experience combined with state-of-the-art technology assures you the finest eye care available. Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center offers the latest in contact lenses and frames. Dr. Harshman and his staff look forward to seeing you for all your eye care needs. Call 724-4111. Welcome home. A new chapter doesn't mean you have to rewrite your entire life story. It only means you're ready to move forward into a lifestyle that's tailored to your needs and ambitions. At Adams Woodcrest, they go to great lengths to make your transition to a new and exciting lifestyle easy and carefree. Choose from one or two bedroom villas or apartments. Call or visit today. Adams Woodcrest, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur. Member Adams Health Network. Since 1980, we have been your screen printing professionals. Hi, this is Greg Kitson from Mind's Eye Graphics at 1019 Commerce Drive in Decatur. We take great pride in our screen printing and embroidery accomplishments. If you need from a few to a few hundred garments decorated, we can do it. Schools, organizations, business apparel, and more. Your design or custom design. If you can see it in your mind's eye, we can print it. Did a monkey pick your pocket and steal your keys? Did a bull moose scare you and run off with your keys? Did a ghost spook you and cause you to drop your keys down a sewer grate? Did the National Guard run over your keys with a tank? If any of this happened to you, or if you just need some lock work done, a safe combination change, or some keys made, then call Bob's Locksmith Shop. That's Bob's Locksmith Shop at 724-3359, Adams County's only full-time locksmith. Welcome back to Hitcher Fireplace and Patio High School Sports Weekly, where it's now time for our special guest segment, our Adams County Vision Center special guest. And by the way, I went to see Dr. Harshman. Recommend him highly. So, um, Randy, you'll notice I'm reading that off each time now, so I don't mess it up. <laughs> yeah. For 18 years, we were Hitcher Fireplace, or just Hitcher Stowe's High School Sports Weekly, and then my last year, they had to go mess it up, change it, but. 
congratulations to Hitcher Fireplace and Patio Solutions. They're a great company. I was going to say, Solutions is in there somewhere, but I yeah. never pronounce it right either. Okay. So, Mr. Zerker, thanks for coming up tonight. Thank you, Bob. And, uh, you know, we, 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 when, we, when we talk to uh, uh, people out of high school, we like to get people with interesting uh, sports pass or really, you know, we've had, uh, we had Wendell Trogdon up who, who had written a, a dozen, maybe 15 books on, uh, not only Indiana coaches and basketball, but traveling around Indiana and stuff. We had uh, Damon Bailey years ago. Mm-hmm. So we like to get, we like to get people with interesting, uh, uh, lives and you seem to fit the, uh, fit the story. You, you went to Wawa C, you had a son or maybe a couple of sons, I guess, that played, played ball. One of them went to Kentucky. And your dad was a heck of a coach and, and uh, all part of the Zerker family there in Monroe. Right. Um, I started um, my sophomore year at Adams Central, and then my dad had an opportunity to get a different job. Uh, Wallace was a new consolidation that year. It was Milford, North Webster, and Syracuse. And um, it was just a bigger opportunity for him. Plus, he loved to fish. In the conservation area up there in Kosciuszko County where there's no boats, just electric motors. And he loved to be out in the lake and fish in his spare time. So it was a great opportunity for him. I hated to leave Adams Central at the time. I had a lot of good friends there and had played with uh, Rick Minnick and Barry Colder. uh, But I met new friends up there and finished my high school career there. And I I was, we were talking earlier, I'd heard an interesting story about your dad and uh, several several obviously several years ago that uh the uh, coach at, the, at at Monroe at the time Myron Knopf was was uh, the coach and and he actually went out to your dad and said you know I'll make sure your boys get home in time to do the chores if you let them Yeah my grandpa you mean Yeah your grandpa yeah. I'm sorry mm-hmm. yeah your grandpa so yeah. that was uh that that was a one of the greater Hoosier stories as far as I'm concerned from what my dad said Monroe had some good basketball teams back They then. did yeah they they had a coach uh, Herman Nunswander or Ham Nguyen Okay. Uh, that that uh, won 20 games there two or three times, and then he went out and coached at Hartford Township and did the same thing. That was before my time. Bob. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it was. It was well before my time too. So, uh, but uh, he was he was a great coach, and and uh, I heard a story about uh, him and uh, uh, Mr. Knopf that uh, they they both ended up uh, they went into the service. This would have been during World War II. And they both ended up at Harvard, I think it was Harvard, in taking some military classes at the same time. So two guys that were from Monroe or lived in Monroe ended up in uh, ended up at Harvard mm-hmm. University. So that's kind of kind of neat. Well, my dad, um, the first year at Adams Central, he won the first sectional for Adams Central as a coach. As the, the team won their first sectional, they had won as Monroe, of course, before, and they continued. They won three sectionals in a row. And it took a while. I don't know. Was it was it until you played, Jason? Till you won again? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was uh, from what would that have been about 1976, and there was when one of the last ones, and then our junior year of 1993-4. Okay. Yeah, I had. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of the fellow's name. Gerald um, was on that same team. Um, played guard. Yeah. Anyway, he and his dad had a, a car lot there in Decatur. And his dad had played at Jefferson Township, and during the uh, Second World War, uh, they had might have even been just maybe even a little bit previous to the Second World War. Jefferson Township lost like 32 games in a row. They didn't win a game for like three seasons, and uh, they they were getting beat bad. Uh, Geneva beat them like 99 to nine and 92 to 11 or something, and uh, they 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 had no gym there. They had a a, a, a shop class shop room that mm-hmm. they used to practice in. But uh, basically, one of the farmers, of course, this was back during the days of gasoline rationing, and one of the farmers would hook up a wagon to his trailer and haul him into Bern or, or Geneva to uh, to practice one night a week. So that was uh, you know talking about playing some under some extreme conditions. Under some extreme conditions. And they conditions. finally did uh, beat Bryant to end the uh, streak, and they had a big bonfire going out there and things like that. You know, they really celebrated their their lone win, but uh, they got much better after that. Um, I'll think of his last name here in a minute. I'm, I'm getting old and forgetful, so uh, you know. Have to <laughs> we work all on get that. that way. We all get that way. <laughs> so, so your dad also coached at Larwell. Yes, he started at Larwell after he graduated from college at Huntington College. He coached at Larwell for five years. Then he came to Adams Central when I was in the sixth grade. Uh, he was there till my the end of my sophomore year, and then uh, we moved to. Uh, 
up by Northwestern near the lake and then Wawasea, like I said, was a, a new school that first year and that's where I graduated from. Then I actually played for Don Odell at Taylor. Okay. Which yeah. was quite an experience. Talk about a, a facility. We played in the old barn, we called it, you know, where fans would hang over the rafters and everybody was like two feet from the court. But um, it was a little bit different playing for Don Odell after I played for my father. Uh, I a good, can tell you some stories about that, but uh, I, I probably shouldn't. A good friend of mine grew up in Selma, which is where Don Old is from, and, and, and actually met him years later. Uh, several years ago, uh, at a sale, I found some old Upland Bank yearbooks, and, and they basically told what happened at the Upland Bank, but the uh, president of the bank had played way back in the 20s before, before uh, Upland and Matthews become mm -hmm. uh, Jefferson Township. And... Uh, uh, the, I, I mentioned this for a couple of reasons because uh, the the school that I went to for ten years, Eaton, the gym was originally on the top floor, and he played. He had, in one of his articles was about playing at Eaton, but uh, uh, he also uh, had written a, a lot of other stories. The president of the bank had written a lot of other stories about playing playing basketball back then and telling about the conditions and stuff mm -hmm. they played under. And uh, there was a big article in the uh, Muncie paper from one of those games that Upland played at Eaton that uh, th they were tossing the ball around and, and it hit the wall and there was an open space between the wall and the floor and it actually fell into the building and apparently it was still there when they tore the building down because they couldn't had no, no way to get to it. But he mentioned that Eaton had a, uh, it was kind of a gambrel roof and it wasn't very well lit and he said one end of the floor was pretty dark and, and when people were shooting free throws at one end Eaton had the habit of sending somebody else down in the dark there, you know, and then, of course, sure. if, they, either, if they hit it or missed it, they had an open guy to the other end yeah. of the court. So. Well, I've, I've got a great story for you from when I went to Taylor. Um, when I was a sophomore or a junior, we played in a holiday tournament or a round-robin tournament out in Los Angeles. And at the time, uh, of course, Don Odell was our coach, but our freshman coach was best friends with Gary Cunningham, who was Johnny Wooden's number one assistant. So when we were in California for a week, um, the two coaches uh, managed to get us into Pauley Pavilion to watch UCLA practice. And our Taylor team, we were the only ones in the, in the pavilion at that time, in the arena. And we got to watch the UCLA team practice. This is when Bill Walton played, Keith Wilkes, uh, Sidney uh, Wicks, I think, yeah. Curtis Rowe. It was incredible to watch, and um, Johnny Wooden always carried around his program or a piece of paper wrapped up, even during practice, um, commanded the utmost respect. Those guys, you could have heard a pin drop whenever he spoke. He never had to raise his voice, but the thing that amazes, amazed me most back then and still does to the day, when they scrimmaged, instead of wearing blue and gold or shirts and skins, they all wore white T-shirts, all ten of them. And he'd switch them around, and they would have to remember who was on their five at the time. But, boy, that was an experience um, of a lifetime to see those guys play in their prime like that. You know, I heard uh, Bill Walton speak one time on, on uh, Coach Wooden, and he said he spent 30 minutes their first practice telling them how to put on their shoes and socks so they wouldn't get blisters. Exactly. Which, was, to me, was amazing that somebody would go down to that. That yeah, detail. That, that I, detail. I know I've read some books from Johnny Wood and some uh, some Christian devotionals. He he was a great man and a great Christian and and what what a life and what a coach, what a coach. You know uh, there was there was a story that uh, let me see if I get this right. We ran across an old guy in Monroe one time and his his name his name escapes me now but he was well up into his ninety nineties and uh, he was he was. Uh, sitting there working on a laptop computer and he started to get up and he had some newspapers scattered around and, and uh, um, I, I went to move them and I said be careful you don't trip and I said you know that's amazing because I, it, it was back probably in the mid 90s and you know laptops were just mm -hmm. becoming popular not everybody mm -hmm. had one and uh, I, I said that's that's pretty neat you work on that computer like I had a lot of older people like me do, do not like computers and he says oh you ought to see my big one in my bedroom you know so <laughs> he was yeah, right. some. but anyway he knew he knew uh he knew both johnny wooden when wooden played mm -hmm. at, in high school mm -hmm. and uh martinsville martinsville mm -hmm. well he 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 moved to martinsville he moved there from another place his dad okay. was given a job in martinsville so that that he would bring johnny along and what was the uh 
Branch McCracken. Mm-hmm. Branch McCracken. And somebody had gone to uh, talk to Wooden trying to recruit him. And McCracken apparently was out in a flooded creek picking up watermelons that had floated down. And they saw him and they tried to talk him into going to Purdue too. But uh, somehow he got hooked up at IU. IU. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a – well, of course, Branch McCracken coached at Ball State mm-hmm. later on. And he had uh, grandkids that played at uh, Norwa here just not too long ago. Mm-hmm. So quite the, uh, quite the story. But anyway uh, – Wooden was coached by uh, Glenn, well, what was his last name? Curtis, Glenn Curtis, who would later go on to coach in the United States and actually was in, instrumental in getting Wooden to go out to UCLA. Uh, he had interviewed, Wooden had interviewed for a job at Minnesota, and his wife told him she didn't, she didn't like cold Indiana winters, and she certainly wouldn't like Minnesota winters. Right. So he went to UCLA <laughs> where it was sunny all the time, and uh, – McCracken then, after going to Ball State, went to, uh, of course, went to IU and and coached for for uh, several years. So a lot of uh, relation. Well, anyway, uh, McCracken's coach in high school was Herb Cur- or Glenn Curtis's brother Herb, who coached at Decatur. Okay. So yeah, just small world small when you get world. down to it. it sure yes. Is. Okay. Well, I'll hand it over to Jason, and uh, we'll I'll give Randy a chance to talk here. I I talk way too much sometimes. <laughs> Well, Jason, right now you're athletic director at South Adams, and sectionals just started, but uh, South Adams was defeated last night. So give us a little bit of rundown on uh, this year from your perspective as, a, as, a, as an AD and maybe as a father kind of watching as, you know, your son was injured and couldn't play and all those kind of things. Yeah, you know, and, and that's a hard part to get over. You know, as a parent, you get caught up in your, your – son or your daughter's activities and their athletics and you see that more and more today and so that's a disappointment to to have the expectations you know coming in and watching him play as a freshman and you know being able to average whatever it was 10 12 13 points a game and just you know having him have an opportunity we knew kind of going into the year um, that we weren't going to have uh, any upperclassmen on the team this season Um, having him kind of come back and you know be able to kind of be a floor leader with the guys he's been playing basketball with since you know we got here and, and started playing basketball in about third grade with these guys, uh, and so there was a lot of you know kind of disappointment there. Um, but as an athletic director uh, on the season, you know when you watched South Adams play from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, uh, you know I think our guys showed a, a lot of maturity. I, I think our guys, you know, although some of the scores. Um, didn't always show it you know I think you saw growth from the guys who you know had those opportunities throughout the season that a lot of kids as sophomores in their situations you know don't get to have Um, you know uh, most of those kids when you looked at games one through five you know at that point of their their season they probably should have been better served playing on the JV team you know getting the experience there, making the mistakes that they were making at that level where that pressure isn't there, where that scrutiny isn't there, but we weren't in that situation. Um, you go to last night's game, you know, and we still had some some silly mistakes here and there with turnovers, um, you know, missing shots. Uh, those things are going to happen. Um, but I think you saw a, a team who, like I said, was just in a lot better place than where we were at the beginning of the season. And, you know, as athletic director, you know, that's what you want to see. You want to see that growth. You want to see that development. Um, you want to see the kids take that positive step. And, you know, hopefully that step is a good one, you know, not just for this year, um, but to get to next year and to, you know, get to year two with these guys and three and, you know, just kind of hopefully take a program in the direction where we can. And, you know, I think the the kids that we have on the team this year, whether it be the the sophomores who played or whether it be Aiden and Trey as the freshman who kind of came in and, and helped step up, I think they've laid a good groundwork. And if these guys can stay with it, you know, if they're willing to, you know, come in in the summer and put those hours that it takes to kind of catch up to all the other programs, you know, not just the kids who are in their grade anymore, but those kids who are older than them that they have to catch up to now physically uh, also and from a skill and development phase. But you know, if they're willing to do those things, you know, I'm excited for the next two years. I think we have a very good core to work with. It was exciting to watch uh, as the year went on, especially the last month. I'd say the last month of the season, uh, they made tremendous strides, both both uh, 
taking care of the basketball, uh, running the offense. But the thing I really noticed was the way they stepped up their defense. Their defense just kind of gelled there the last three, four weeks. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, as you go through there, you saw, you know, even not only as a team, but just individually, you were able to see, you know, whether it was Nick Miller, you know, going into the sectional where you go to Winchester, and I, I, I don't know his numbers off the top of my head, maybe 27, 27 points, 12 rebounds, you know, to see him have days. And Nick had plenty of those throughout the season. You know, he had probably four or five games in, in the 20-point range this year. You know, you were able to see times where, you know, before Aiden um, went out with his concussion for a while, you know, where he was – there were nights where, you know, he's in the 10 to 15-point range and you see, you know, glimpses of what he's going to be able to do in the next three years. Um, Trey Shock stepping up, you know, really towards the end of the season. You know, I think there were three or four games where he was in the, the 15 to 20-point range. I think he had 19 at Winchester. He did. Um, you know, uh, to me, the one of the guys who I think grew the most throughout the course of the season was Drew Stutzman. Uh, and I think Drew led us last night with maybe 16, 17 points last night. And again, especially the last month of the season, yeah, he got he seemed like a light bulb went on, and he says, "Hey, I can I can drive the ball. I yeah. can take my guy." And he he just got more a lot more aggressive. Yeah, and and to me, I, I think that's that's a good thing to see. Where you know, okay, you know, hopefully James is able to come back next year and, and be you know ready to go and. Um, be able to to step back in and you know you have somebody there you know who you can get a a score from now Nick Miller can you know help be a scorer Trey can be a scorer Aiden can be a scorer Drew can be a scorer you know Spencer Fear is capable of getting hot uh, it seems at any moment's notice and you know knock threes down there's there's a lot of options there Bra I forgot Braden Gilbert since he's been injured too uh, you know as somebody who could come in and be a 10 and 10 guy every night yeah he had a good year going until he broke his hand yeah yeah he had three or four games there where he either led him in scoring or, or was second in scoring right toward you know the time he got injured yeah and that was really unfortunate because he was probably well he was playing his best bas basketball then. yeah you know so I know the year didn't go the way anybody wanted it to go um you know, starting with, you know, James's injury and then even with some of the kids who decided not to come out. But, you know, all things considered from where we started at the beginning of the season, um, like I said, I'm excited about some of the things that we were able to do and what we could do in the future. Well, something happened there along the way because uh, those guys could have given up. They could have said, you know, you know forget this. I'm just going to wait for the spring sports to happen. But they didn't. And even when they were down in games by 15, 20 points – they, they they kept diving for loose balls. They kept working hard. And uh, uh, the, the Trey Shock, uh, by the way, I, say, I have to say this, Trey Shock, you're my wife's favorite player. But, uh, yeah, they, they never gave up. And they, they never – I mean, even last night, Spencer Fear, he's a, known for as a three-point shooter. And I was listening on the radio back from Decatur, and it said he, he, he was up for a three, and he just ball faked and went and drove the baseline and laid it in. And that, that's growth on his part. He didn't settle for that for that three-point shot. Anyway, we'll be back in a, in a couple minutes. We have to have some sponsors uh, give us some commercials here, so we'll be right back in a minute. What is the centerpiece in your home this winter? A new gas fireplace or existing fireplace remodel by Hitzer will surely make your fireplace the centerpiece of your home that it's designed to be. Contact the professionals at Hitzer to talk about gas, wood, and anthracite fireplace options. Want to update the old brick fireplace you've always had? Stop by Hitzer to see barn beam mantles, custom wood mantles, stone veneer, and wood cabinets. Hitzer, your local fireplace design and patio experts. 269 East Main Street in Burn. Come to Decatur Hardware and Rental in Decatur Plaza for rental equipment that make quick work of big projects. We have a Mahindra tractor with loader and backhoe, tiller or grader box attachment, or a skid loader with bucket or breaker attachment. Need to get rid of stumps, dig a trench, or post holes? We have equipment for that. Your locally owned hardware store in the same location for 46 years. Decatur Hardware and Rental in the Decatur Plaza, your do-it-best store. Here's some straight talk about insurance from auto owners. You may think eliminating the middleman will save you money. When it comes to insurance, you eliminate a lot more. Like the personal service that comes from dealing with a local agent. Someone who lives in your community, who knows you and your insurance needs, and will be there for you when you need them. For the best rates and coverage, call your local independent auto owner's agent. 
See Mark, Toby, or Barb at Graber Insurance, Highway 27 North in Burn and North 13th Street Indicator. When the unexpected happens, the doctors and nurses of Adams Memorial's emergency room stand ready to serve you with trusted evaluation, diagnosis, and treatment of a full range of medical emergencies. Adams Memorial is equipped to make your visit to the ER a little less painful with short wait times, bedside registration, and staff to handle major emergencies specializing in chest pain, stroke, and trauma care. The emergency department of Adams Memorial Hospital is there for you when the unexpected happens. Exceptional care, close to you. Welcome back to to, uh, Hit Your Fireplace and Patio High School Sports Weekly. Solutions and solutions. I, I left that out. <laughs> and Patty, well, the the uh, solutions isn't in this, but uh, I'm going to have to reword it again. So, welcome back. We're having an interesting uh, discussion with Stephen Zerker and uh, Mr. Jason Arnold. And and uh, Jason, I told you off the air. I, I I really enjoyed watching your son play, particularly basketball, because you don't see all the facial expressions in football with the helmets and whatnot. But uh, he really acted like he was having a good time out there. Yeah, you know, and it, it's fun, you know, as a freshman the, to, to go out there and, and, you know, to play, there's pressure. Um, but to play when, you know, you're the athletic director's son and, you know, to do all these different things, there's a lot more pressure that's added to that. And for him to be able to, to go through there and, you know, to deal with a lot of things that he was dealing with throughout the course of the season. And like I said, he the kid loves basketball and – I don't think very many people realize the hours that he spends in the stardom. Uh, obviously, that's one of the benefits of having a, a dad who is the athletic director. You have the keys right there, and you know when your dad spends as many hours as the school as he does, you know that kind of works hand in hand with each other. And you know, there's nights where I'll be in my office working, and I know he's out there, and I'll kind of peek through the corner of the window to see what he's doing. And he has a full court, you know, two hand ball dribbling drill set up, and going back and forth and behind it. And the kid puts a lot of time into it and a lot of hours into it. And so, you know, I, I was glad for him to be able to to experience those things, you know, to, to have the success that he had last year. And, you know, like I said, to see some of that hard work pay off, that's where a lot of the fun of high school sports comes in. And as an AD, you're you're at the school a lot, so that does take time away from your family. So it's nice that, you know, you can, you can spend some time with your son like that. Yeah, and, you know, Julia now is getting to be in middle school also. Um, she's not in a, some of the different sports as James's. Julia athletically is a swimmer. Um, but same thing, you know, and as an athletic right these last handful of years, it's, oh, man, here's another night where I have middle school swimming. And now it's like, all right, we have middle school <laughs> swimming tonight, you know, and I get to watch my daughter and, you know, see those things mm-hmm. and watch her kind of enjoy it. And uh, last night going to the boys' basketball game, I didn't get to see the meet. And, you know, she uh, she just got thrown into the 400-meter uh, swim this week for the very first time. And, you know, last night she cut, I think it was, eight and a half seconds off of wow. her time. And my wife videotaped her reaction of just the sheer excitement that she had. <laughs> and. You watch those as a dad, and you watch those as an athletic director, and you think, okay, you know, this is why we set up all these things, and this is why we do the things to, to let them have those experiences, and you know, kind of live those moments and see those moments. Uh, Steve, I was I was just thinking, I, I've done quite a bit of research on on uh, coaches and so forth, and uh, at uh, one of the coaches, I, I I love weird coaches' names, and I've run across a few. Uh-huh. There was. There was a fellow named Xerxes Silver, X E R X E S Silver, the one that the one that really strikes me. And he coached uh, at one of the schools, your Larwell, one of the schools your dad coached at. His name was Absalom Wilson. Wow. <laughs> well, I know when, before Jeff had his first son, he always said he was going to name him X Y Z, Xavier York Zerker, <laughs> but that never happened. <laughs> that never happened. Thank goodness. Uh, so when when you were in school, did the uh, did did your teachers use a lot of the alphabetical thing to make up seating charts and so forth? Oh yeah, we were usually last. Yeah, I was always Adams and always had to set up front. You were which, first. Yeah, I played with a guy at Taylor. His name was Albercy. He was double A. Yeah. L, uh, but Zerker, other than Zwick, was usually last, <laughs> which was okay. Things you remember. Yep. Things you remember. So. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your your post college life. Obviously, uh, uh, working with Zerker Tire and things like that. That uh, and uh, uh, 
Paul was an uncle. Like I said, he was. Mm-hmm. He, I've I've heard him uh, heard him speak several times, and uh, real real inspirational. I've got a friend over to Bluffton. It's got a very successful business. He sells uh, 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 dump trucks and snow plows and stuff to to all kind of municipalities across the nation. Mm-hmm. Very successful, and he's he's a got Paul's book. Matter of fact, he gave me one of Paul's books. So uh, Paul was real inspirational to him, and he had talked with him several times. So. Uh, very interesting family. I mean, your your uh, great grandfather was obviously a farmer there near mm-hmm. Monroe. Right. Uh, I actually had folks that uh, relatives that that grew up down there, and I, I I I can't prove it for a fact, but I believe most of my ancestors there were probably Amish. But uh, okay, if not, they should have been. But <laughs> anyway, so tell us a little bit about your 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 post college. And well, I met my dear wife Loretta at Taylor. She was from Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Um, we got married my senior year. She had just graduated the, the spring before. And uh, a lot of people don't know, I have a teaching degree in phys ed and health, but at the time, jobs were tough to get different than now. And um, I had worked for my uncle in the summertime while I went to college to earn some money and uh, went back to work for him for the time being and tried a couple years to get teaching jobs and they just weren't available in the phys ed and health area at the time so stayed working for my uncle and my wife ended up being an English teacher for 32 years at Adams Central. Um, We have three children, a son Jeff, a daughter Megan, and a younger son Brett. Jeff played football, basketball, and baseball. Megan was a swimmer and a cheerleader and my youngest son Brett was a great golfer, still is of course, and a tennis player. And uh, we have five grandchildren now, and a couple of those are becoming pretty good athletes. Well, that's neat. You always like to see your grandkids doing well. You know, when uh, my grandkids got into high school and, and, and different things, we told them, and I, to be real truth about it, none of, none of them are real athletic. I, I do have an older grandson that played rugby and was mm-hmm. on three, I think, three state championships teams at Carroll. Younger grandson runs cross country, and you, you, you talk, uh, Jason talked about his, his daughter improving times. You know, right. we we go to the meets and, okay, what do you want to beat today? You know, what, what's what's your time? And, of course, it was always a big celebration when he beat, you know, beat his previous best time. Right. So, well, you, you know, and, and my daughter was a swimmer. She ended up swimming at Butler then. But she, they won, uh, they went to the state four years in a row. Uh, at least the relay team did. Mm-hmm. And then she went as an individual her senior year. So I know what Jason's talking about. Yeah. She was a sprinter, so she swam the 50 and the 100. But, you know, you cut off a half a second or a whole second yeah. off the hundred and you know it's exciting and and i know that that my son jeff who played football at kentucky said that that megan had to work harder in college as a swimmer because they'd practice morning and and at an mm-hmm. evening almost throughout the whole school year uh, so that that was really interesting because you know he played big time college football and was fortunate enough to do that um that had to be fun. I mean, that was fun. Your... We went to Southeast Conference games four years in a row. His first year, he played basketball at Bethel, um, and they won the NAIA National Championship. They were 38-2, and two, and he was the sixth man on that team. But academically, they didn't have what he wanted, so he ended up going to Kentucky to play football. I remember as of near the end of May, he still hadn't decided whether he wanted to play basketball or football in college, and it was a, it was a tough decision. I was... Uh, teasing him the other day um, I was at the Adams Central game the other night when Mr. Brown uh, broke the school record and uh, I was telling Jeff well, not long ago that for a while I had the record at Wallace C with 1151 points and I think he is he's second to Trent Lehman with 1177 and I I teased Jeff all the time I said you know when I played Jeff you know they didn't have the three-point line <laughs> and I was a guard and think of all those points I missed out on and he said yeah, Dad, he said, but you know, when you played, peach baskets were all easier to score through than the hoops of today. So he, he always has one to get on me. So. There you go. Yeah. Well, let's take another break. We'll come back and continue our discussion right after this. Your sight is precious. Your eye care professional invaluable. Dr. Alan Harshman's Adams County Vision Center is conveniently located at 815 South 13th Street at Indicator. Dr. Harshman's experience combined with state-of-the-art technology assures you the finest eye care available. Dr. Harshman's Adams County Vision Center offers the latest in contact lenses and frames. Dr. Harshman and his staff look forward to seeing you for all your eye care needs. Call 724-4111. Welcome home. 
A new chapter doesn't mean you have to rewrite your entire life story. It only means you're ready to move forward into a lifestyle that's tailored to your needs and ambitions. At Adams Woodcrest, they go to great lengths to make your transition to a new and exciting lifestyle easy and carefree. Choose from one or two bedroom villas or apartments. Call or visit today. Adams Woodcrest, 1300 Mercer Avenue in Decatur. Member Adams Health Network. As a local auto owner's independent agency, we are dedicated to assisting you in your time of need. We live and work right in your community, and we're available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Fortunately, emergencies don't happen every day, but when they do, we're here to personally see you through for life, home, car, and business insurance. Call us, your local independent auto owner's agent, today. See me, Mark, Toby, or Barb at Grayburn Insurance, Highway 27 North and Burn and North 13th Street in Decatur. Adams Memorial Hospital's surgical team includes Dr. Jennifer Taylor, board certified in general surgery, and nurse practitioner Amanda Selking. Dr. Taylor performs general surgery, including laparoscopic procedures such as hernia repairs, gallbladder, skin cancer, and breast surgeries, colonoscopies, and colon and rectal procedures. Dr. Taylor's office is in the Adams Medical Complex. To schedule an appointment, call 260-728-3982. Adams Memorial Hospital. Exceptional care. Close to you. Welcome back to Pitcher Fireplace and Patio Solutions High School Sports Weekly. Did I do, did I do it right that time? All right. You know, we were, we were talking off the air about uh, uh, heading into consolidations where the, the schools didn't have football, which is what you ran into mm-hmm. at Wallace C. I remember one of the uh, uh, football practices I, I was at. The quarterback said, "Now you run a fly route," and I said, "What in the world is a fly route? Have have no idea." <laughs> good old days, right? Yeah, good old days. Now good they days. Uh, everything's on the computer, yeah. and they look at the iPads or whatever on the <laughs> the tablets on the sidelines, yep. and it's pretty amazing. Okay, Steve, let's go back to Wallace. You're a new kid on the block, coming in, new school. Uh, you end up scoring how many? How many points did you end up scoring at Wallace? I uh, counting my sophomore year at Adams Central and the two years at Wallace, it was eleven hundred and fifty-one. Uh, that's a lot of points, and you said that off the air that was before the three-point line. That's right, and I always tease my son Jeff about it. And do you think? Do you think a lot of those shots that you made would, would have been behind the three-point line? Uh yeah. My favorite shot was from the top of the key, where at least where the free throw. Or where the three-point line is right now, Randy. Okay. And how did how did Wallace do your junior and senior year? We were about a 500 team, maybe a little bit below. Um, they had lost a lot of seniors when the schools consolidated, and we were a young team. I think my senior year we started three sophomores, um, so I think we were like nine and eleven or something like that. But we were in a tough conference with Warsaw and Plymouth, uh, Concord. All those three won state championships before they were class basketball. Um, Goshen, John Ritter played there, and Sean Kemp from Concord, and Jeff Gross from Warsaw, and Scott Skiles from Plymouth. We were all in the same conference there. Yeah, those were great, great teams, and uh, really enjoyed watching them play. I have to ask you this question, too, for my wife. How did you do against Fairfield? Fairfield, we did well. Um, <laughs> in fact, that was probably my best game in high school. It was the first game of my senior year. Did you know that? No. Your wife, you're not setting me up. My here. wife's from Fairfield. Is she really? Yeah. Well, then I have to go ahead and say this. Yeah. The first uh, game my senior year, I had 35 points at the end of the third quarter. And my dad being the coach, and we were up 15 or 20, so, of course, I didn't play the fourth quarter. But I, I've always told Jeff and I've told my wife, you know, the, that would have been a game I could have scored 45 or 50. But uh, that was against Fairfield, so you have to tell Carolyn. I, I will tell her that, but, you know, I have to get this in there, you know, a few years later than you played, my nephews all went to Fairfield and played. And my f- oldest nephew's first varsity game, they always play Wallace first. Right. Mm-hmm. He scored 49. Wow. And I, I stayed up, and I was listening to the game in Ireland. And with every basket he would score, it's like, oh, come on, come on, you know. But <laughs> that, yeah. That's a lot of points. A lot of points, They yeah. They had some good teams at Fairfield. So you're, you're in the sectional then, obviously, or not obviously, how did you do? We won a couple games in the sectional, but we always had to face Warsaw in our sectional and much bigger school and a great basketball school. That's when um, I don't remember if Al Rhodes was just beginning his career then. It was a long time ago. <laughs> um, but uh, Warsaw had the Essenberg twins. They had some really good, really good players. And there. Al Rhodes coached for a long time. Yeah. In fact, 
he was coaching Penn there not up until a couple of years ago. He was uh, the coach for Warsaw when South Adams played yeah. in the semi-state up at Notre Dame. He coached at, what, Northrop or Northside for a few years, two or three years. Al Rhodes? Yeah. I, just rem- I remember from Warsaw, but you're, you're older than me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why don't you pass that on over there? I sure will. Thank you, Randy. So, Jason, uh, take us back to high school for you. And uh, I, football was your, your number one sport. And then you, you, you played basketball. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, when my, my memory, even though I don't have as far to go back as you guys, my memory is, my memory is, yeah, <laughs> my memory is filled with, you know, our spring sports schedule right now. And if you quizzed me, hey, what day is this? I could tell you that. So the memories I have of, uh, of the playing days aren't quite as sharp as what a lot of them are. But, no, I enjoyed basketball. You know, Coach Mahern for us was somebody who um, made it fun. And, you know, having a group of guys who – ahead of us with with Lane um, Gerber and Adam Carroll and Aaron Taylor and Tim Hildebrandt, uh, Jason Spiegel. There's, you know, five or six guys who I was able to, you know, play with, um, have fun with, you know, and I, those are the memories that I have of those guys and those teams, you know, winning the sectional, uh, it would have been my junior year, their senior year uh, was a great time, but just, you know, the the fun of being a part of that group was my memory. And Jason Spiegel and Tim Hildebrand are both assistant coaches at Adam Central now. And I I have no idea where Lane Gerber is. I I don't either. Adam Carroll <laughs> I think was in Texas. In Texas last I knew. Yeah. And, and, and in fact we uh, last night uh, at the at the game and Tim kind of put me up to it. I'll go ahead and tell the story because I thought it was very funny and I was very willing to do it. But um, we're eating in the hospitality room between games and uh, I'm in there and, and Tim Hildebrandt and Jason Spiegel sit beside me and you know. Tim goes, hey, when Aaron gets in here, why don't you let him know that this table is reserved for only Adam Central players who win sectionals? <laughs> and so even though Aaron had a little bit better career than we all did as basketball players and obviously as a coach too, uh, we still took that opportunity to get a little jab in him last night. Well, there's so. another, another funny Aaron McClure story too because he finished up at 980 points. But his senior year, there was a game that was canceled due to weather, and they never made up. And he averaged 20 for the year, so, <laughs> so he he's, he would have been a thousand point scorer, maybe. Yeah. So well, he he owes some of those points to me because I can remember playing at Leo. This was my sophomore year, his senior year, and I was notoriously not a very good free throw shooter. Aaron obviously was a very good free throw shooter. Uh, so they call a foul. Um, I'm supposed to go to the line to shoot two points. Nobody's kind of paying attention. And Aaron grabs me and says, hey, let me shoot these. And we switch places real quick, and nobody <laughs> noticed. And, you know, we got the two points because he was able to make those two free throws. So maybe he should give those two points back to me, pad mine a little bit now. Yeah, so he really had 978. Yeah, let's say that. Uh, okay. Let's put an asterisk well, by I'll, those 980. I'll, t- I'll talk to him about that. Uh, <laughs> so you, you're playing in the sectional. Uh, back in the days when uh, it was Wells and Adams County playing at the Stardome, I think. Oh, absolutely, and, yeah. Uh, place is probably packed. Yeah, and you know, we go ahead, finish your question. Uh, place is probably packed, and uh, you win the sectional. How do you react? What do you do? Because I heard a little birdie tell me something. <laughs> you know, that's uh, that's a great question. I don't even know what I do, but uh, you know. It, I did jump up on the table. Yes. No, there there is a picture. There is a picture where I'm standing on the table um, with the trophy. Um, yeah, and I was uh, very excited to to let the the people in the Stardome know that uh, we were able to do that. Especially since you know we were not favored to win that one. South Adams was obviously probably the favorite at that time with with Jeff and. Uh, Dave Meshberger, I think Scott Stoffer was a guard still on that team. Um, you know, they were, they should have uh, probably been the favorites in that one. Uh, although with uh, Southern Wells, with Jamie Updegraft and Fosna and those guys, and that's who we ended up beating in the championship game. I think we had uh, beaten, let's see, our Bluffton was our round one game, and then South Adams was the semifinal game. Um, and we just about uh, blew it against Southern Wells, and it would have been my fault, but where there's you know just barely any time left on the clock and we're shooting free throws uh, down on the other end um, we miss it 
I get the rebound and I go just to kind of outlet it to one of the guards and Updegraft is standing, you know, kind of at the free, uh, the three-point line. And he goes, ball, 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 and not thinking. I just kick the ball out to him. He throws a three-quarter court shot and it hits the backboard and it doesn't go in. Uh, I would have passed him the ball and, you know, he hits it and they, I think, win the game well, if I remember the story right. would have got the assist. But, yeah, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. And like you said, those – those single-class basketball tournaments in the Stardome in the 90s, those were amazing. I remember a game where South Adams was playing Belmont in the sectional. I was in Decatur at the time, and uh, the final score was 101-99. to 99. Yeah. And, But Jamie Updegraff was a great basketball player, went on to play at Army. Yeah. So, uh, And F- Coach Cirque, Bob and I saw Coach Cirque on Tuesday night. He was on the radio behind us doing the uh, Mississippi norwell mm-hmm. basketball game. Yeah, so, good, good memories? Oh, absolutely. You know, I – I enjoyed my time at Adam Central a lot, and you know I get a lot of grief, you know, for being the guy who goes from Adam Central in high school to, you know, coming to South Adams, um, you know, and I've I've enjoyed my time here, you know. I, I understand there's the rivalry uh, between the two schools that will always be there. Um, there are times where you know I've promoted that rivalry, obviously, to get the most out of the football players or you know to get the most out of you know athletes in general, but. You know, to me, the rivalry is fun, um, being on both sides of it, you know, going up against Jeff and, you know, having those parts in high school to, you know, to uh, just kind of sitting there and watching it. It's it's a definitely a fun situation. And now seeing it as a, a player and a parent and an athletic director, the rivalry it's alive. Yeah. It's it's not it's not like it was in the eighties and nineties, which is good in my yeah. opinion. Well, and it, and it's not for me because as I go to the games, you know, who am I seeing there? It's the kids of the people I went to high school with. You know, there's you know you look at Michael Mosier and, and Aaron and like you said Tim Hildebrandt coaching there and you know Coach Nunschwander is still there as my baseball coach and so there's still a lot of familiar faces there and. You know, like I said, there's, you know, I turn around and I turn this corner and I remember this person from high school and I remember this person from high school. And, you know, that adds a very interesting twist to it and an interesting point of view. But um, the rivalry's fun. Um, but, you know, to me, it's, you know, it, it's not a, a huge deal anymore. And who, who did you end up playing in the regional, if you can remember? Uh, we played Marion. Um, yeah, I can remember going down there our first game um, and just – you know, realizing, hey, playing in the ACAC is a little bit different than coming down here and playing, and, you know, just, it, it was a whole different situation for us. Back then, Bill Green was coaching at yeah. Marion. Yeah, and uh, I think the, the the big guy they had, his name was Jody Davis, if I remember right. I, I think that's what it is. I, I can't remember, but I can remember, you know, we were in our offensive set, and I'm supposed to go across the lane and, and pick for Lane's guy, and Jody just kind of steps up and tees me as I walk across the lane and just nails me right in the nose with his elbow, and my eyes are watering, and I'm trying to catch my bearings of where I'm at. I'm just thinking, oh, my goodness, <laughs> what, is, what is going on here? Yeah, and that's, yeah. A, that's, that's a, fl- a flagrant one today, right? <laughs> yeah, and he caught me square. Um, but, no, it's, it, was, it was a lot of fun. You know, I listened to that sectional championship game on the radio back then. We, were, my, my wife and I had to go someplace, but uh, I remember being in the car when they were playing that, and I'm going, oh, they're going to win, they're going to win. Yeah, you know, and it's it's funny. I was cleaning some things up in the basement just this weekend. It's actually Sunday night, and I'm going through a box, and there in the box is my uh, my cassette tape, and whoever made the cassette tapes for us, it was uh, the three radio broadcasts back-to-back. Um, you know, and at the top of it, it was dubbed the Miracle in Monroe. <laughs> so, you know, it, uh, it, uh, it, it was definitely fun to be able to go through and do that stuff. You know, I, I, I believe years ago when you were a football coach, I might ask you this at the, the, during the football coaches show, um, what, what do you take out of playing at Adams Central and, and being an Adams Central guy and then going to South Adams, probably the two biggest rivals that either team has. Now be careful, Aaron's listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do I take out of it? You know, to me, it, it, it's tough. You know, you especially going to the games that are at Adam Central. Um, 
you know, walk in the same places that you walked at that time. And, you know, not a ton has changed, you know, especially outside of the football field. There's hardly anything that has really changed. You know, the baseball field has hardly changed from when I was there. Obviously, the, the construction in the school has been a lot different, uh, but the hangar itself is still basically the same. You know, so just, you know, kind of going through those places and just having, you know, sometimes those memories come back of different things um, makes it a little bit unique. Yeah. Well, obviously, you did one for fun at AC, and you're, you, you know, you're having a great time here at South Adams, but you're also getting a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know what? And that's one of the things I tell people, too, when I walk through the I can't believe you're wearing black and gold. You look, you'd look better in red. And I'm like, well, you know, they also pay me, too. Um, and, you know, we've been treated very well here. Um, our family likes it. Um, you know, we enjoy the community. We enjoy the area that we're in. Uh, we've made some really good friends um, while we've been in this area. And, you know, I have no hard feelings either way. So, you know, I, I, I've told other coaches and ADs this, and, and uh, I, I don't know that I've told you this, but uh, I am going to retire here at the end of May. I've uh, been doing the show for 19 years, and, and we actually, the uh, uh, South Adams swim coach, we had up as a swimmer years <laughs> ago. So that's how long we've been doing this. Been doing the broadcast more than 20 years. I just, you know, I wish I would have paid a little bit more, more attention when I started so I could say exactly how many years, but it's been more than 20. But my, I guess my whole point is, is, is that all the athletic directors in the county, save one I can think of, we have been treated really well, and uh, we really appreciate that because we can go in and get set up and no hassles, you know, we're here, you know we're there, and, and uh, we enjoy doing the games, and uh, we enjoy having the kids come up and, you know, uh, so many times when we've needed a guest, we've called your secretary and she's found us a guest yeah. and, and uh, really appreci appreciate those kind of things. Well, and that's, you know, thank you. And, you know, kind of on the flip side of that, you know, we kind of appreciate that. We're both in this, you know, basically for the same idea, and that's to promote high school sports and that's to, you know, help those high school athletes, you know, in whatever avenue it is. And, you know, if that means, you know, getting them out on the radio and having, you know, grandma or grandpa, whoever can maybe not make it to the game that day and they're on their way home from work and can listen to the beginning of it till they get there, or whether, you know, that's Coach Fudge now getting more involved in the webcast now that he's back and, you know, taking that word now, you know, people like my grandpa who, you know, can't always get to the games because of health reasons or travel reasons or whatever, you know, now he can tune in and, and you know, watch James or somebody else's, you know, family can watch them. I, I know every once in a while they'll chime in over the webcast of, hey, we have somebody in this area of the country watching or, or watching in Ireland while you're in Ireland, you know, playing different games. So, you know, that's what it's about. And so, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully ADs have a little bit more respect and, you know, think of those things too. A lot of times. Well, so many times, my, the only way the only way my wife knows where I'm at is she turns on the radio. And oh, so you're here tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. yeah and, and same thing with Emily. She'll just text me, "Hey, where are you at tonight?" Yeah. Well, you know, I'm doing this tonight. <laughs> so, you know, I, I know how that feels. Well, let's get one more break in, and we'll come back and put a wrap on tonight's because we got uh, Purdue and uh, the Illini, I believe, at uh, 7:30. So we'll take a quick break. Be right back. What is the centerpiece in your home this winter? A new gas fireplace or existing fireplace remodel by Hitzer will surely make your fireplace the centerpiece of your home that it's designed to be. Contact the professionals at Hitzer to talk about gas, wood, and anthracite fireplace options. Want to update the old brick fireplace you've always had? Stop by Hitzer to see barn beam mantles, custom wood mantles, stone veneer, and wood cabinets. Hitzer, your local fireplace design and patio experts. 269 East Main Street in Burnham. Are you doing some home improvements? Come to Decatur Hardware and Rental in the Decatur Plaza for a rental equipment to make your project easier. For concrete work, we have a power trowel, concrete finish tools, and walk-behind concrete saws. For yard projects, rent a sod cutter, an overseeder, or aerator. Installing pavers? Use the plate compactor and block saw. Your locally owned hardware store in the same location for 46 years. Decatur Hardware and Rental in the Decatur Plaza. Your do-it-best store. Here's some straight talk about insurance from auto owners. You may think eliminating the middleman will save you money. When it comes to insurance, you eliminate a lot more. Like the personal service that comes from dealing with a local agent. Someone who lives in your community, who knows you and your insurance needs, and will be there for you when you need them. For the best rates and coverage, call your local independent auto owner's agent. 
See Mark, Toby, or me, Barb, at Graber Insurance, Highway 27 North and Burn, and North 13th Street in Decatur. Orthopedic care close to home at Adams Memorial Hospital with Dr. David Coates and his staff, specializing in orthopedic care from joint replacement surgery to treating sports-related injuries and much more. Dr. David Coates is board certified in orthopedics and treats patients of all ages. With joint replacement surgery, knee and shoulder disorders and surgery, fractures and sprains, hand problems and more. Call 728-3900 for additional info or to set an appointment. Adams Memorial, exceptional care, close to you. Hey, welcome back to his Pitzer Outdoor Patio Solutions Midweek Sports Show. And Steve Zerker, one final question for you. Your son's playing, and he's got a he's got a boy himself who's you, you've told me off there is pretty good. What's it going to be like watching him play as a as a high school player? It's going to be a lot of fun, Randy. Um, they live down in the Cincinnati area, so it's not that far. We can get down there in about two hours. But right now they're in middle school and and upper elementary, and and it's fun. He's got a daughter that's a good athlete that's a seventh grader too. And um, it's, it's just a lot of fun. I know I had lived a lot of my dreams through Jeff winning some championships that I was not able to do as a player myself. So those were great days with Coach Hands and Craig McCain, the Sorg boys, and Coach Sorg. Um, a lot of fun. And how, how's the basketball there in that area then? Uh, it's very good. Uh, the eighth grader where my daughter, granddaughter goes to school is the number one eighth grade girl in the state of Ohio, and she's just as good as any eighth grade boy I've ever seen play. She's wow. incredible. Hand it over to Jason and, and uh, Jason somewhat along the same lines. Uh, you've been athletic director how long? 2012. So six years. Six years. You have seen the ups and downs in, in, in each sport. You know, remember a time when the girls basketball team yeah. was gone through some tough times. Um, last few years they've, they've had uh, a considerable amount of success same thing with the football team up and down it's kind of the I, I i think it's basically it's on the side of the you know a lot of it's based on the size of school yeah. you don't have as many students as others others do and occasionally you'll get a class it's just not for whatever reasons athletically inclined yeah and you know and we kind of are and not necessarily athletically inclined right now with the group that we have but just how small they are um our senior class if I remember the exact number right now, I think as a group, as a class, they have 68 kids in the entire grade. I think there's 32 boys and 36 girls, you know, and when you're starting with 32 boys to take from, you know, and if you have, you know, a group of them who have zero interest in sports, you know, then you're obviously cutting those down, you know, as you go. And so, you know, that's the kind of the bigger issue we deal with as a small school is, you know, not only trying to find the kids who are willing to put into what goes into high school sports anymore, because as we all know, it is a complete different game from either when I played or you guys played, you know, it is 12 months a year now. And when you're trying to be a three sport athlete in three sports that are 12 months, you know, that's a lot. And kids, you know, they have so many other things going on and that they don't feel connected through social media with their friends or whatever, you know, a lot of times they give those sports up to be able to do those things. And so, you know, those things are things that are major issues that schools like us have to deal with. Well, thanks a lot, you guys, for coming up tonight. We really appreciate oh, it's it. It's been fun. Yeah, have a lot of fun reminiscing and yeah. and uh, talking about some of the uh, older coaches older. and uh, yeah, older coaches. Thanks, Bob. So we're about the, we're about the same we're age. So same I'm age, actually yeah. older, so I should okay, feel worse. There, there you go. go. And uh, but yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. Appreciate you coming up. And Jason, I know for you, it's it 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 might be a little slow here for the next few weeks, but it's going to pick right back up. Yeah, you know we have we have a stretch here where we have a middle school two middle school swim meets I think next week, and then after that we don't pick up until April. So I'm going to be able to just kind of catch my breath for a second, and then let the floodgates open up at spring sports and everything plans, that goes along with break? it. Uh, plans for spring break? Relax. Uh, <laughs> we're not going anywhere this year. Um, to having two surgeries in the span of about four months kind of eliminates a lot of those oh, opportunities. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we're going to sit back and just kind of, you know, spend some time as a family at home when we don't get to do that very much, it seems like, anymore anyway. So. And speaking of surgeries, next Wednesday we are having a Hitzer's show, but Bob will not be with us. Bob is getting a knee replacement done next Wednesday. One of two. 
So we wish you the best there, Thank brother. You. Thank you. Appreciate it. Okay, thanks, guys. And uh, we'll get over some Purdue pregame and some Purdue basketball here as they play Illinois tonight. Thank everybody for listening. Uh, drive safely, stay warm, and make somebody smile.